third time. That determined, she rolled over and turned off her clock radio before the alarm could buzz. Sitting up, she rubbed the sleep, what little she'd managed to catch, from her eyes. She'd spent most of the night reviewing her history with Scott, going over and over his betrayals, hardening her resolve. At twenty-five, she wasn't a schoolgirl anymore. The law degree hanging in the office she shared with Tracy Santiago Porter said as much. When the phone pealed at five minutes after seven, it jolted Chrissy so badly she nearly fell off the bed. "'Yes?' she snapped. "'Scott's flight is due in at ten. Susan cheerfully informed her. Despite everything, her best friend continued to believe that Scott and Chrissy were meant to be together. As far as Chrissy was concerned, it wouldn't happen in this or any other lifetime. "'Oh, uh, Scott's coming home?' Chrissy asked, hoping she sounded bored and uninterested. "'Is that today?' "'You know it is.' "'Yes,' Chrissy said, faking a yawn. "'I suppose I did.' This time it's for good. My brother's here to stay. Really? Chrissy feigned a second yawn, as if she couldn't care less. She cared, all right, but only because she wanted to tell him he was lower than a tundra rat, and then follow that with a resounding slap to his face. Mom and Dad are thrilled. Chrissy tensed, struggling to hide her reaction. He's going to be flying for Midnight Suns. Mom and Dad have been wanting this for years. With Anna and Ryan older now, Dad's hoping to cut back his hours and... Oh, Chrissy, this is what we've all wanted. Chrissy knew that, but she wasn't sure hard luck was big enough for both of them. Fine. She could deal with Scott living in hard luck. It wasn't as though her world revolved around him. Not anymore. Whether he stayed or moved on didn't make one iota of difference to Chrissy. She could certainly be civil if she ran into him, although that wasn't likely to happen often. Hard luck wasn't as small a town as it had once been. Back in the 90s, the population was around 50, mostly cantankerous men in need of women. The O'Halloran brothers hadn't been able to hold on to their staff of professional pilots and were losing them at an alarming rate to other commuter airline companies in Fairbanks and Anchorage. Something had to be done, and quickly. The best way to keep their pilots, the brothers had decided, was to lure women north. Their plan had worked, too, surprisingly well. Abby, Scott and Susan's mother, was the first woman to arrive, and a number of others had come soon afterward. In the years since, hard luck had expanded, and its population had reached a robust three hundred and counting. More families moved in every year. Susan's husband, Ron Gold, and his partner, Matt Caldwell, did a booming winter tourist business, which involved dog sledding, camping, and more. Midnight Suns flew in the adventure-seeking sightseers. But that was only part of their business. They also functioned as a commuter airline and courier company. Actually, they had a corner on the market, because the only way to get to hard luck was by plane. It wouldn't be long now before the next group of visitors showed up. The last days of summer lingered on, but in early September the weather would start to turn chilly. Snow would come by October, and with it, the winter tourists. Chrissy, have you heard anything I said? Sorry, Chrissy muttered. I kind of drifted off. I want you to be pleased Scott's moving home, Susan insisted. You two make such a perfect couple. Chrissy snickered. She couldn't help it. She and Scott 
Not anymore. She didn't trust him, couldn't make her heart vulnerable to him again. The first two times it hurt too much. No, she was a sensible attorney now, a woman who wouldn't be swayed by a glib tongue and a pair of baby blues, even if they did belong to the one and only man she'd ever truly loved. Scott could move next door and it wouldn't make any difference to me, Chrissy said, in as matter-of-fact a tone as she could muster. You sure about that? Positive. Leave it to Susan and her romantic inclinations. But then, Chrissy supposed Susan was entitled to feel optimistic on that score. The year she graduated from college, she'd married the boy she'd loved half her life. Listen, I've still got a shower, Chrissy said. Knowing Susan wouldn't be satisfied until she had her way, she added, When you see Scott, tell him hello for me. As soon as the words left her lips, she realized...